Hey everybody, welcome to the Mondays Don't Suck podcast. I am your co-host Riley Vos. Um, I'm a 22-year-old student at the University of Alabama. and I'm joined with Zach Rogers, the other co-host of the MDS podcast. Hey, what's up guys? I'm Zach. Uh, I'm also 22, about to be 23. Um, I am a, I guess you would call a modern day entrepreneur, um, kind of specializing in, I guess, food trucks right now. But yeah. yeah. Um, so me and Zach, uh, we're, we're business partners uh, right now. And we, uh, right now what we're working with is a food truck called Blend's. Um, and we sell smoothie bowls and smoothies out of it, and we have lots of projects in the works and things that we're wanting to do, but uh, me and him both have always listened to podcasts, listened, watched inspirational videos, uh, motivational things, and we thought it'd be cool to do our own thing where, you know, where the whole inspiration from it comes from the whole term that Mondays suck, and we kind of look at it as, you know, Mondays don't suck, that instead of living for the week or instead of living for the weekend, let's live for the week and let's take advantage of the five days that we get during the week to make business happen, to make money, um, and, uh, you know, succeed, inspire others. And, um, and then, you know, enjoy the weekend. But, um, this whole podcast is just wanting to inspire others and push people to, to own the day and, and the week. Yeah. Think of it as, if you're going through your week and as the week goes on from Monday through Friday, you're slowly, slowly getting more and more happy about Friday and Saturday and Sunday. So we want to kind of reverse that mentality of you're getting excited about Sunday night. You're getting excited about Monday morning because you know that gives you five days in a row where you can go out and make stuff happen, you know? Um, but yeah, what we want to do first is just really run you guys through, um, a brief, brief summary of why we chose to do what we do, kind of what were some like, uh, milestones in our life that have driven us towards this. Um, we're each going to kind of get, share our story that way. Um, and then we'll kind of touch on why we decided to start blends, what, where the idea came from where we want to push it in the future and what it really means to us. But um, Riley's going to start it off and he's going to kind of walk through um, a little bit of those milestones and key points in his timeline from where he's when he was a kid to where he is now. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm i from a pretty small town called Coleman, Alabama. And, um, you know, it's it, people push you really there to not even go to college, but go into like a trade or something like that. And, um, you know, my kind of path has kind of been weird. Um, I didn't want to go to college after I graduated high school because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do something with business, but I, I didn't know really what that looked like. I just figured I'd be a salesman because that's what I'm good at. Um, and I like to talk to people, but, um, ended up going to a community, community college for two years to figure everything out and then got a scholarship to Alabama. So I came here where I met Zach and just really started networking. Um, but, uh, I don't know, I guess like my, the time I really realized that, you know, I kind of wanted to do my own thing was 
probably my sophomore year of college. Like, I kind of always knew that I wanted to eventually do something by myself. I feel like that's in the back of everyone's mind, that they want to work for themselves one day. Um, But my sophomore year of college, I, I I worked a sales job at a TV station. And it was a lot of fun. I got to do some really cool stuff. Got to interview. Um, I did pretty much everything at the station. I sales, marketing, um, interview. I was on a couple shows. It was ridiculous. But I got to interview some country music stars like High Valley um, and uh, met some cool some cool people. Uh, met Thomas Rhett one time. That was neat. But anyways, um, that was the time where I really realized I wanted to do my own thing because I was making good money working for that station, but I was really busting my butt. Um, I was working the TV station and working at Chick-fil-A at the time. So I would go to school, go work a Chick-fil-A shift and then go do cold calls. And, um, until I made enough money from the TV station to quit Chick-fil-A. Um, but like I was making a lot of money for myself, but I realized the the owner of the TV station was sitting on his butt and making a whole lot more money than I was. And I was like, I want to be that guy. And, uh, you know, he, he worked hard when he was my age and younger and stuff. But, um, but now he just sits back and collects a check, which is pretty cool. And so that's when I was like, I, I want to own my own business. But, like, Zach, what kind of pushed you? At what point did you realize that you wanted to own your own business? And kind of what was the things that pushed you towards that path um yeah so I actually didn't really ever grow up with the dream of owning my own business it wasn't until very recently um where I kind of made that decision and went all in with that but kind of as it came to college and everything I was a I got I was fortunate enough to play college athletics with baseball here at the University of Alabama for three years and halfway through it kind of got to the point where I was like oh shoot my entire life up to this point has been all about baseball and getting after it to be able to have a career in baseball and now that doesn't look like it's going to happen so what is that next chapter of my life going to look like and you're sitting here in college at a university that's very very highly respected and talked about and everyone that is in leadership positions here at the school are like yeah, you're doing great. You're you're having good grades. You're here. You got this scholarship, this and that. Now it's time for you to go into this next cha- next chapter and apply for jobs and stuff like that. So I was buying into that. I was doing that and I was building my resume. I was doing all the interviews that I possibly could. Um, and then I actually had an internship the summer after my junior year um, in Portland, Oregon at Nike's world headquarters. So that was actually a pretty awesome time in my life and a pretty big deal. I was very fortunate to be able to be blessed with that internship. But that internship kind of showed me what real work is like um, outside of a classroom. So it was it was really cool to really see the things from a textbook translate into the real world and then see real world things come back and make sense into a classroom, you know. So I was able to come back to school after that internship Things didn't really work out how I wanted it to, to be able to have a job there at Nike. Um, but I made tons of connections, learned so much there. Um, and that kind of sparked this this trait and, I guess, gene inside of me that pushed and birthed my creativity side. Um, so before that, I never really like 
got too much into this creative side of myself and I didn't really know it was there. But after leaving Portland where Nike is one of the innovators of the, the product side of, of things and then the culture side of organizations and stuff like that, it really birthed that creative side of me. So coming into that senior year, I actually launched like a very, very small scale um, laid back clothing line. Um, it was called His Image Clothing and basically it just specialized in t-shirts and hoodies. And it was more of a <clears throat> passion to me because it meant something very heavily to me. But um, that was really, I guess, what you would call my first experience with being an entrepreneur and getting a taste of what it's like to actually do do something in that kind of field but um, even then I was still like thinking what am I gonna do future who am I gonna work for what companies and organizations would I like to apply to um, and then just kind of throughout my entire senior year it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of rejections it was a lot of closed doors and it was a lot of no's from a lot of different people so um, I just kind of saw that as God was really like working his way in my life pointing me down a direction and a path by closing the doors that I thought I was going to walk through um, and kind of forcing me down this this way. And at the time, I didn't know what it would be or where I would be going. But um, after graduation, I was still sitting there. I had a summer job lined up down in Grayton, Florida, Grayton Beach, Florida. And I was literally just, it was just a simple summer job, two and a half months, going to make a little cash to kind of get me through the next couple months of my life. But it wasn't anything that was going to turn out long term or whatever. So I kind of had the next couple of months of my plan or my life planned out. And then after graduation, we kind of had the idea, me and Riley, Riley's, I, I give a lot of credit to Riley for kind of taking the entrepreneur side of myself that I didn't really focus too much of or I really ignored. And it was very dormant in my life. And I, he kind of sparked that inside of me and I kind of saw the passion and the success that he had had previously and I was like this seems really cool and I feel like I have a lot of those same characteristics and traits that kind of could push that as well not let alone the creative side of me that I could also add as well um, so that's kind of where me and Riley like sparked and connected and we we became really good friends and shared a lot of interests and stuff like that but kind of after graduation me sitting there with I have this much time to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. We had this crazy idea to start this food truck called blends that we had. And I would say, honestly, probably less than a year ago, within the past like eight months was where I really decided this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So that was what really kind of the timeline and some key events in my life that kind of pushed me to where I am now and kind of putting that in the back of my head of like, yeah, I do want to go for this. I'm all in for it. And I'm excited to see where the adventure and the journey takes us. Um, but I think that's a really key part of being, if you want to call yourself an entrepreneur. And I think it's a really, it's a buzzword these days too. Um, but yeah, you, you just kind of have to sometimes just blindly go all in um, and just trust that Everything will work itself out if it's meant to be, but that doesn't mean you can sit back and try to let things play out to its, what it's going to be. That means you put in the work, you put in the effort, and whatever happens, happens. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's not, it's not. Um, but that's kind of like what are some of those things that have played a big part 
of me getting to where we are now. I think something that holds people back is they're afraid to make mistakes and hear those no's. Um, And that's something like I forgot to mention, like in high school, I had like a small bracelet company um, that just kind of like, it's pretty neat. Um, It was called the Focus Bracelet, but it it was a scripture-based bracelet company. And then recently I uh, started an app about a year ago called What's the Move? Um, And so just working with that stuff, but like many times in between there, um, I've heard tons of no's and done business pitches, one, one business pitch. And then I did two other ones where I got fat no's and, um, it's pretty defeating, but something that you've got to, uh, keep in mind that, you know, there's silver lining in every gray cloud and that, you know, what someone's no going to do. Like if you put in the work and everything, then you can accomplish literally anything. But Zach, I want to go back to like, before we really get into like how we started our food truck and everything. Um, so you're, you're senior last May, your last semester, you graduate, you don't have a job lined up and you take basically an internship in Seaside, um, in Florida. So what's, what's your mindset during that? Cause I literally had a conversation the other day with one of my friends that's graduating in, in December and, they have all they have lined up is an internship and they don't know what's going to come from it they don't know if it's going to be a job or then they don't know if it's going to be um if they're not going to get anything from it so you know i kind of told them your story about you did an internship not knowing what was going to happen and you came out of it a small business owner so like what would you say to people that are kind of in that shoe um yeah i think that's really key because you can learn something from every situation that you're in. And I mean, as I went down there, I knew I actually worked for a very small business as well. So I knew that there would be opportunities for me to learn from those people and gain knowledge from them. So I would just advise no matter what, like you're, if you're still in school or if you're in an internship or if you're working in a fast food restaurant, there's always going to be somewhere someone in that position or in that industry that has kind of already gone through what you're doing and they might even be in a position that you want to get to one day but they're bottom line they're going to have knowledge that you can use to further yourself as well so i mean when i went down there i made connections with people that sell they sold a software business for like i believe it was like north of 16 million dollars and a little bit less than 20 million dollars i can't remember their exact number but basically they they created a software sold that and were able to start every single other uh venture that they have now and now they have like a a multi 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 million dollar company down in the 30a florida area where they manage homes and stuff like that but basically they the the advice that they gave me was if you want if if you're going to do it, then you got to do it. You can't just halfway do something. Um, and I mean, I just say that that's a little nugget and a little piece of advice that you can take from it. But what that made me realize was that these people are almost 50 years old. I'm 22. I'm half their age. And they're giving me this advice when I'm 22. I'm so glad I'm getting this advice when I'm 22, as opposed to just now understanding it and realizing it at when I'm 50. So um, don't 
don't think like, oh, I'm just going to do this internship or I'm just going to do this summer job to get paid $10 an hour to make it two and a half months to fill this gap of my life. And it, it really kind of showed me the past six months, especially being able to create this business and, and start it from nothing and see to where it has become now is like how much time that I've wasted and not really wasted, but like that I could have been using to do something else, you know? I don't really think, unless you're just being super lazy, you're not really wasting time. But because there's always something that you can take out of that time. And that kind of brings it full circle to what my, what I would say in that situation is you can always take something from whatever you're doing. So there's always something to grab out of that piece of a job or that certain period of your life. So I would just advise anyone that's in a internship going into either next semester or into the summer to really one make connections use those connections to make sense of what you're learning and then let's see after the internship is over keep those connections and put that stuff that you've learned into play in your real life whether that's classroom whether that's connecting with other people um, whether that's starting something new and using those lessons in that but um, I would just say that's kind of like what are some really good things that you can take and do with an internship like that. Yeah, that's uh, something you kind of mentioned. The biggest thing looking back over, and you know, I've got a long ways to go. Like I'm not saying like I know it all or anything. Um, and I've, I've got a lot of room to grow and everything. But um, one thing I've kind of figured out is, you know, business is all about networking and marketing yourself. And, you know, my mentors, like one of my mentors, she was one of my professors here at Alabama, but she sold a company for a hundred million dollars cash. And I was like sitting in class when she told us that that day and thinking, this is someone that I need to learn from. So after class, I just talked, went up to her and was just like, Hey, so what about that company that you sold for a hundred million dollars cash? And we just clicked and she just wanted to mentor me throughout college, basically. Um, but, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. So just talk to everybody and share your dreams and visions and stuff. Um, but let's just jump into, like, kind of how we got, how we started. Because it, it's a pretty cool story. Um, Zach graduated Alabama in the spring. We went to Miami. We were going to Miami for kind of like a road trip, end of the year thing with two friends. Um and we were stay we stayed at one of our friends' parents' house in West Palm Beach, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, and that's in that's in Florida. Uh, and their sister, um, so shout out to Morgan, Dacey, and Lexington. But their sister Lexington made us these smoothie bowls, and we were just like, these are crazy good. We had never had one, and we were just blown away with them. Like, after, like, two nights, we straight up told her, we're like, we want to, this would be a cool business to have. And she was like, you know what? Y'all go for it. Um, I'll help y'all out and, like, teach y'all how to make them, how to make them look good, keep them thick and everything. And so, you know, that entire summer, Zach and I were both like, All right, if, if we're really going to do this, kind of like how Zach said, we're like, we got to jump head in and dive straight in and. That's where a lot of people don't realize this summer we put in some serious work to get this thing going. Yeah, it was crazy. And 
like I was I was down there with the job that I had and Riley was back here um, in Tuscaloosa kind of working on what's to move in the app just building connections and getting partnerships and stuff like that so it was a it was a ton of phone calls and it was crazy because like the people that I were working with they were probably like why is this kid like leaving every five minutes to go on a phone call or something like that but it was a lot of me and Riley staying connected with each other, reaching out to people for advice and stuff like that. Um, but basically, I want to say like we had we went on that trip to Miami or, or West Palm Beach around like the like middle middle of May. I started working down in Florida around beginning of June. Um, I don't I honestly don't think we really decided to do and pursue it. We knew it was a good idea and we were just kind of messing around with it, but I don't think we really decided to pursue it until like almost the beginning of July. So, and then we launched and sold the first bowl, I believe September 1st or August 31st, one of those two days. But basically, if you look at that, that's July, August, that's almost two, that's two months right there where we basically went from idea to creation to operations branding um whatever we're gonna do in in two months to selling in two months so that was crazy and i mean like i like as like riley just reminded us if you're gonna do something you got to do something a lot of people want to say that they're entrepreneurs and creators and business people but so that they can talk about it so that they can impress people and one of my mentors was like in the whole process of me and Riley going through all this, the biggest advice was him telling me, dude, everybody's going to talk about things. Everybody has good ideas. But what separates us is the people that actually act on those ideas, that actually fulfill those ideas and stuff like that. So that was when, like when he told me that, I was like, all right, Riley, we need to quit playing around. We need to actually like make something happen make something shake, like get, get some money in the game, get some skin in the game. And that was where we were like, all right, financially, let's set our budget at this. And if we can make it happen under this amount, then, then, then we're going to do it. So everything just kind of unfolded. We went through pitching to investors and stuff like that. I believe we went through almost like 10 investors and absolutely it got crazy because like these people were multiple years older than us and stuff like that. And, and with the smoothie bowl game, you're kind of, it's a product that's geared more towards younger people. So a lot of the problem that we ran into was the investors weren't fully invested in the product itself. Um, they might've been believing in us, but um, they weren't believing in the product. A lot of them didn't understand it or they didn't know how it would sell. Um, literally, they just didn't know what it was sometimes. Yeah, that's that was the biggest thing is... We could sell people on ourselves, and people were believing that we could, you know, sell ice to an Eskimo, or that's yeah, Eskimo. Um, but uh, we, uh, yeah, it was just the whole concept that people were blown away by. They were just like, "This doesn't make any sense." And there were a lot of people that did not think we were going to make it. I was told, I was told by some really close friends, and even, you know, some like my parents were really worried about us. Um, they were really concerned that we were going to blow all of our life savings on this weird smoothie truck and really regret it. Um, so, you know, you've got to kind of like 
you know, really take advice from the people close to you and your family, but also just be like, you know what, this is something I want to do. And, you know, what's stopping you from it? That's the biggest thing. you you got to do something. But also, go, like, talking about investors and stuff, if you are serious about starting a company and you need investment, a big thing is don't just say yes to the first person that offers you money. Uh, because our, our our investor was not our the first person that offered us money. The first guy that offered us money sounded like a great deal. Um, and it was like we really needed it at the time. I mean, we were desperate. We had pretty much maxed out what we could actually spend. And... Um, we really needed his money, but you know, it came down to the point where we were about to, we were, it's time to like write up a contract and sign the papers. And that means Zach just, we're just like, there's no, we can't partner with this guy. He was kind of, kind of fishy, sketchy a little bit, changing equity amounts, um, and his involvement in the company and everything. But, um, so, you know, we had to do a hard thing and actually tell him no and say, we don't we don't want your money. Um, that was probably the hardest thing yeah. that summer to me. And, stuff. and for me, too, as well, like just kind of bouncing ideas off people and getting their feedback on our business idea and our business plan was I was surrounded by tons of successful people. I actually had connections and worked with one business. I worked for an, a business that was a multi-million dollar company. And then I also worked part-time with another business that was very local and a new million-dollar company. Um, they, they, I think this was like their fourth or fifth year in business, and they just eclipsed like the $2 million mark or whatever. But those were – it was a – both were partnerships between two different people, and that was four people that I could run to, and I could like run this idea by them or see what they thought about it. And – with them being such like entrepreneurial minds, it's like a lot of times the best advice is people that are being given you like problem scenarios, not really being negative, but saying like, okay, have you thought about this? If you don't do, if this doesn't happen, how are you going to react that? And how are you going to um, combat that? Like, what do you expect for when you're on a rainy day or when it's freezing cold outside and you're selling a cold summer product? Like, have you thought about these things? And a lot of that helped me out too because it was stuff that I hadn't thought about because I'd never started a business before. Um, so I think a lot of times people can not don't not really crush your dreams but make you question why you're doing something. And that's important because that's something that you need if you're gonna start a business because if you can't if you'll let someone deter like your motivation and your passion about an idea before you even start something, then there's no reason to go into it at all. So, I mean, even after all that, I was like, it kind of put it in my head to prove them wrong. Um, so I really wanted to come here, get with Riley, get this thing started. I, it got to the point where like, I loved where I was working and I love the beach. That's where I want to be one day. But it got to the point where I was like, all right, I need to get out of here. I need to get back to Tuscaloosa so that we can make stuff happen. Um, but that was, I kind of wanted to hit before we, before we wrap it up real quick. One of those things that um, we touched on earlier was, uh, what was it? Oh, like having people's like say, 
I guess, criticize you or whatever, but like, or being fearful of like failing and stuff like that. Like even now to this day, like every, I'm always like, God, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, how is this going to look? How's this business going to look in six months? How's this going to look in a year? And right now I'm, I'm, I'm single and I'm only having to provide for myself, but like, is this going to be enough to provide for a family of four? Is this going to be enough to provide for just me and my wife? Like, a lot of those things are thoughts of reality that will creep into your head. And I'm a huge believer in what um, philanthropist and leader and entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk says of his whole mentality of you can either choose to put your head down and work your butt off for five years, look up and then see how far you've came, which is the, the path and um, choice that I've taken or you can take a look around, um, work for someone else, and kind of make as much money as you as that job will allow you, and then use that money to further, I guess, go on vacations, buy nice things, whatever. Um, but I'm not—I'm one of those people that doesn't really need the nice things. I'd rather just like—I find joy in creating things and seeing things from start to finish. Um, so that's kind of the, the path that I've taken, and every day those those kind of thoughts and whatnot pop into my head. Um, but I've kind of, like I said earlier, I've gone all into it. I'm like fully invested into it. So whether I like it or not, I'm kind of doing this for the rest of my life. And that's what makes this whole industry and this kind of way of life so interesting because you don't know. It's always like you're on the edge of your seat. And I think a lot of people out there love that feeling. Um, they just haven't really found that business can give you that feeling as well. Yeah, and um, something I want to talk about a little bit before we before we end. Um, you don't know everything, and a lot of people they'll have like a business idea and they'll they'll want to do it and they'll be like serious about making it happen, but they don't want to tell people about it and they don't want to like disclose it to others. But one of the biggest things is definitely talk to people. Like me and Zach both have different mentors that we run a lot of things by that people have been through it and they know what they're talking about. Our our we wouldn't have been able to put our food truck together for two big reasons. Honestly, one is Zach was like came to me and was like, listen, if this is gonna happen, we gotta do it right now. And so really uh sped up the process. And then another another guy, he's a friend now. He's a close friend of ours now, but his name's Lee, and he owned a, a food truck too. And he pretty much just advised us the whole way through pretty much step by step of how to make it happen. And without that, I don't know if we would have been able to do it in the really like the month, maybe two months that we, that we popped this sucker up with. Um, so reach out to people, reach out to, you know, successful business people that you know and, and pick their brain about some things and, and don't, don't get discouraged if you feel like someone's like bursting your dream. Uh, a lot of, a lot of no's and a lot of questions sounds like someone's trying to like kind of do that to you, but they're really not kind of like Zach said, they're trying to help you by, you know, preparing you for what's the worst thing that can happen, the worst case scenario. 
thing. But uh, Zach, do you have anything you kind of want to talk about before we wrap it up and send these people um, on their way? No, I think that's it. I, the structure of this podcast is going to be a lot less of me and Riley talking um, and a lot more of some more interesting and a lot more experienced people talking to you guys. So this was kind of our podcast to kind of get some things off our chest and kind of share our stories with you guys. So hopefully we didn't waste too much of your time, but we're going to have some interesting people lined up for you, for you guys um, over the next couple of months. And it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a great journey. Hopefully you guys can tune in every Monday when these things are released. Um, but if you want to stay updated with things, between Mondays and during the weekdays and weekends, um, you guys can tune into our Instagram page. It's going to be at the MDS podcast, and that's going to be the MDS podcast on Instagram. Um, and then you can also follow our personal Instagrams. Mine is um, at underscore Zach Rogers underscore, and that's Zach with a Z A C. Um, and then Riley's personal Instagram is mine's just uh, Riley underscore Vos uh, V O C E. Uh, it's kind of weird, but I think I'm the only one out there with that name. So yeah, and um, I believe if you guys want to, whether that's um, comment on some pictures, ask some questions, stuff like that. Like I said, we'll we'll kind of like preview and let you guys know in advance who's going to be on the podcast in the upcoming weeks um, so that you guys can kind of look them up, see what they're about, see what we're going to talk about with them, and then you guys can send us questions that we can ask them. And we're going to try to keep these podcasts um, under an hour um, just to be respectful and mindful of your guys' time. But that's pretty much all I have, Riley. Um, yeah, just uh, let us know. Like Zach said, DM us if you have any questions about more in-depth things that we talked about um and you know tell us what you're up to tell us what you're working on um in any way we can help we will and we've got a cool lineup of people coming on this podcast um and like zach said it's going to be all about them and just their stories how they went from like single parent homes to to world athletes that kind of stuff like it's it's going to be a cool thing um but other than that, guys, thanks for tuning in. We hope that you will check us out next week in our next podcast. And uh, other than that, man, go go do something great today. Nice. And uh, All right, thanks for listening. Peace out.